to Elon Musk. And that is our heady question for tonight, and it has absolutely no meaning in in my opinion. But what is it about Elon Musk? Uh, to me, this exemplifies some of the worst things in society as people get famous and we pay attention to them. I don't necessarily, they can be famous and rich and yeah, he's done great and he did this electric car and everybody's paying attention to him. What is it about human beings? Earlier I said, what would Martians think if they were looking down on us? What are Martians thinking right now when they're watching this Elon Musk uh, saga. He kind of went over the limit again as, and this is an example of just how important people like this think they are, getting into this Twitter war and starting these remarks about President Zelensky in Ukraine, weighing in on what he thinks should happen. And then he got absolutely pulverized on Twitter and social media. And ah, did that change his mind just hours before we went, to, a couple of hours before we went to air here tonight. Elon Musk turning it all around. Never mind, never mind. Okay, I'm I'm really interested now. I'm going to resubmit my offer to buy Twitter. What's he doing? And why is he having this kind of an effect? Sunhao Hong, assistant professor in the School of Communication at Simon Fraser University, joining us tonight. Sunhao, good evening. Thank you for being here. Hi, Elaine. Delighted to be here. Is is Elon Musk, is there a greater meaning to this? Is this an example of bigger things about human attachment to people and who we admire? Or is this a sign of uh, the lowest, the lowest of the low here? Where do you weigh in on Elon Musk? Well, I think you already know the answer. But um, I mean, I think the first thing we need to remind ourselves is this is not serious. Um, we have this tendency of asking tech billionaires what they think about politics or yeah. society, what they think about marriage, about religion. And of course, this is miles outside their area. And what they're essentially doing is thinking out loud. So I'll tell you one thing, Elon Musk is not saying any of this because he knows anything about Ukraine that we don't. Um, it's, he's not saying this after he's done any research or he's consulted experts. He's basically riffing off the cuff. He is. And is it because we ask him or is it because he feels that he's important? There's a couple of angles to look at this, but I think both of them are important. Look at how many times we've looked. And that was part of the, the me too money power. What did it buy? And I'm, and that's not part of this at this point, but it is on who we give power to. And we kind of hand it out on a platter, don't we? Yeah, I mean, it says something about um, what kind of where we go as a society to seek answers. And we know that the U.S. in particular, but Canada is not immune to this either. We have a culture of treating the rich sort of like our magic eight ball. We go and ask them what they think about everything in society. And we think they are successful. They're rich. They must know something that we don't. Their opinions must carry a little bit more weight. And I think the best example against this actually comes from Elon Musk himself. Um, this week, we had some of Elon Musk's text messages released as part of the court case, the court mm -hmm. case that he's in because uh, he pulled out of his promise to buy Twitter. And the most amazing thing about that text chain is that it basically sounds like a bunch of 20-year-old frat boys talking to each other after they've had a little bit too much to drink. So this is a $44 billion deal. The Ukraine stuff, all right, he's got no skin in the game. 
but you uh, but Twitter, this is his big thing. So you, we would imagine that he's pulling up all kinds of amazing data and experts that we don't have access to. But what the texts show actually is that Elon Musk is coming up with ideas off the cuff, no research, no expertise, just riffing about maybe blockchain can solve Twitter, maybe this can solve Twitter. And he's surrounded by five to 10 yes men who are saying, Elon, you're a mm. genius. That's great. We think that's a great idea. How about another few billion? So he's actually in a really, really small bubble of yes men. And that means he really is limited in the kind of ideas he's going to come up with. And that's really the sordid, uh, what it really looks like when we look behind the mm -hmm. glitz of the billions. That I agree with they you. Are, they are in a really small bubble. I agree with you. I totally do. I, I read all those texts and then said to myself, why am I reading these texts? But I, I was, and I, I felt exactly like you did. If I met these people at a party, I, I would laugh and go over and talk to my friends and say, you won't believe what these people are saying. And we've all, it's all happened to us, hasn't we? We meet people and I've had a chance in my career to interview some famous people. And sometimes you go, wow. Sometimes you go, I can see why this person did what he did or she did what she did. On the other hand, this was an example, again, of I don't get it. And sycophants and people who prey off those people. So there's a little bit of pity there, too. Yeah, I mean, it's the money that really yeah. makes the difference here, right? Because we can all have stupid ideas, but only a few of us are rich enough to actually act on all of our stupid ideas, um, fortunately, perhaps. And, mm -hmm. and I think the thing about all of this is that we are constantly asking these people their opinions as well. And, and you know, the media is part of it, right? Every time Elon does something, there is this global media coverage around his latest tweet or his late. And, and to be fair, he's really good at this, right? Elon Musk's greatest skill is not technology or, or anything like that, but his greatest skill is attracting media attention with his antics purposefully or instinctively. Um, and the very fact that we're sitting here talking about him again um, at a time when Tesla stocks are nosediving, I think is indicative of how, well, he's he's dependent on creating these sideshows now. It is. And let me ask you, I think there, there also may be some positive as we talk about him, because look at what we've talked about tonight. We've talked about the power of money and fame and how it doesn't always matter. We've talked about the reality of the emperor's not wearing any clothes and, and people who feed these people for their own greed. So there is a morality lesson. And I'm wondering if that's part of it as well. Because we say, okay, this person had a great idea and achieved and then and then we kind of see ourselves in them, the good and the bad as well. Yeah, I mean, the thing about this is um, this, you can rarely keep this up forever, right? You, you can, yeah. you and know, it's a like the movie, catch, it, catch me yeah. if you can. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, you know, Elon has been around for a long time. And I think increasingly, a lot of people are being clued up to the fact that uh, he's basically a you know, he, he's a professional at creating this kind of bluster, but not necessarily at delivering what he promises. I still remember when he said in five to 10 years, we're not going to have language anymore. We're going to have telepathic communication. Um, <laughs> and it's not that. just him, right? <laughs> exactly. I, I mean, there's Elizabeth Holmes with the Theranos company. You know, mm -hmm. there's a lot of these people. I mean, exactly. Travis Kalanick at Uber, Adam Neumann at WeWork. And so I think increasingly a lot of people are 
uh, uh, cluing into this and saying, I'm not necessarily going to swallow this hook, line and sinker next time. I think we're realizing that we have to hold these tech billionaires and entrepreneurs up to a higher standard instead of always giving them a pass because they say they have a great new idea. And it's very true. And we've seen it happen before. And there is, as I said, there's a feeling that this is going in a way, isn't there? I mean, we've seen it, the turnaround, never mind, I'm going to do this. He's showing qualities that in historical terms do not lead to greatness again, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the questions we are getting better at asking is, are the, have they actually fixed a problem that real people mm -hmm. have? Or are they just talking about stuff that only exists in their own head? Are they talking about some of the issues that really matter to real people, whether it's housing or climate change or inequality or, or you know, hospitals? Or are they saying that uh, they're just going to make another iPhone or another Uber app and it's slightly different and it, it doesn't even actually exist yet? Sunhao Hong, Assistant Professor in the School of Communication at Simon Fraser University. Thank you. Great chat. We'll see Thank what you. he does next. Thank you. Don't go away. I'm Arlene Bonin. This is On Point.